1: Asia Pacific shares are trading higher this morning on the back of more record gains in the U.S. overnight. Tokyo is leading the charge. The Nikkei is up more than 1% in early trade. Seoul and Sydney are in the green as well. In U.S. trading industries that have been beaten down badly by the pandemic performed the best overnight. Several big name airlines, for example, jumped 9 to 10%. Joining me now to break down all the latest market action is Ryan Huang. Good Tuesday morning, Ryan. How are you doing? Morning, Ms. Charles. Great. How about you? Terrific, sounding full of energy after your leave. <laughs> I'm envious. All right, let's start with U.S. stocks powering higher to new all-time highs overnight amid optimism about two new COVID-19 treatments we talked about on the show yesterday. One, a new blood plasma treatment and reports the Trump administration may fast-track approval of the AstraZeneca vaccine. So it seems like we're a little ahead of the curve on that topic. So I'm going to go out on a limb with a piece of news that I think could put us ahead of markets today and tonight as well. And that's U.S. President Donald Trump's remarks about China. China at the Republican National Convention. So, for context, during a 50-minute largely unscripted address, Trump said he would hold China quote, fully accountable for allowing COVID-19 to spread around the world. Plus, Trump's agenda for a second term includes a number of measures that could adversely affect relations and trade between the world's two biggest economies. Tell us more.
0: Yeah, so you've got the RNC kicking off. So this is day one of four days. So expect... A A lot of rhetoric coming through from donald trump and his supporters so you might hear from donald trump every day to kind of reiterate his message and of course we were all looking out for this what he was going to say about china and he kind of gave a bit of a preview over the weekend saying he might think about decoupling from the chinese economy but of course the devil is in the details how are you actually going to do that so what we are getting is More rhetoric. And he is once again saying he's going to give China a hard time, essentially. And now he is pretty much in control of the relationship. So that is, I guess, a message coming through. And this, of course, will raise the tensions between US and Chinese sides as the proxy war between their companies like TikTok and other tech companies in China are now going to get more scrutiny and face more pressure. So I think that is one thing to look out for as the RNC unfolds. What is going to be the impact on all these, I guess, collateral damage with the tech companies as a proxy war. And what's worth noting as well is this interesting quote. you have got this in the form of a supporter, Charlie mm-hmm. Kirk. He's come on stage as mm-hmm. a 26-year-old and he says, "No, Donald Trump is the Bodyguard of Western civilization. So you do have Trump supporters coming out strongly to back his second term. So that is, uh, I think, what we are looking out for today. You've also got Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. She is, is, of course, one of the longtime staff members behind his team. So that is among the speakers we are watching out for today on the lineup. Nikki Haley, of course, is the former ambassador to the United Nations, and you also have uh, Matt Gates of Florida and Jim Jordan of Ohio. So a couple of names to look out for today.
1: All right. So expect that China seem to be a repeated part of the narrative. Also interesting that you mentioned that phrase of, you know, the security guard, right, of civilization, so to speak. And and I know that Donald Trump also said China will own the U.S. if Joe Biden wins the presidential election in November. Interesting language choice there. Now, last week on the program, we discussed how Google servers went down for a couple of hours. How's your dad coping? <laughs> He's doing well so far. <laughs> Good. Millions of people had trouble using Gmail, including Ryan's dad, Google Docs, and other programs. Google has company now. It's not the only high-profile tech company to suffer an embarrassing outage because overnight, Zoom went down for about two and a half hours, bringing distance learning, business meetings, social get-togethers to a halt. Did investors, Ryan, punish Zoom shares afterwards? How did they close overnight?
0: Yeah, I, I think the short answer is yes mm. and no at the same time. So <laughs> you do have a bit of a reaction. So Zoom's shares were down by as much as 5%. So I am looking at Zoom stock dropping from 293 all the way down to 275. But Zoom managed to resolve the issues rather fast. And I think that was one reason why there was a bit of a recovery. So back to around 281. So from a 5% drop, it became a 2.5% drop. And just for, I guess, the context in terms of numbers, a lot of people, of course, with what's going on right now, turning to online video conferencing. Mm-hmm. And Zoom has been a big platform for a lot of people. In fact, it is now the leading platform going by some of the numbers. 300 million daily meeting participants ahead of Google, uh, which is 100 million. And Microsoft, which has a count of 75 million. So all in, there is a bit of a reaction on mm-hmm. I guess the headlines. But you have to also remember Zoom stock is has been rising so fast and any excuse to take profit is going to see a negative reaction. And you are looking at Zoom stock price at a PE ratio of over five hundred times. For comparison, the internet sector, the software sector is at a PE ratio of eighty eight times. So that's how much Zoom stock is, you know, has run up in the past few months.
1: It's become mission-critical application, yeah? Zoom? For sure. I'm just grateful that Zoom was on while I needed it last night. Okay, so on the topic of high-profile stocks, a 30-member Dow Composite about to undergo a shake-up at the end of the month. Three companies are being added, three are being dropped. So who's in, who's out? Why is the Dow's composition being changed now, Ryan?
0: Yeah, so in short, Apple. So Apple had to do a stock split and there are 30 stocks on the Dow. Apple was a huge stock on the Dow. So once it goes through a stock split, mm-hmm. the complexion of the makeup of the Dow changes quite a bit. So a 4 to 1 stock split means Apple stock price has, in simple terms, less representation on the Dow. So you are looking at, for example, if I run through the numbers, of course, the Dow is price weighted. So every dollar of change in the price of a stock has about a change of 7 points on the Dow. So Apple's stock price, once after the stock split is done, reduces the representation of the technology sector in the Mm Dow from 27% to around 20%. So you kind of need to make up for that shortfall. And that's what the changes now are being implemented to do. You've got three new companies. Salesforce will replace ExxonMobil. Mgen will replace Pfizer. Both of them are pharmaceuticals. Honeywell will replace Raytheon. But the one that stands out is Salesforce replacing Exxon. It reflects how the technology space is now kind of overtaking the leaders of the old business world, big oil or oil majors. So ExxonMobil has been kicked out and that is the change that will take place next Monday.
1: Broadly, does this mean anything for the investor?
0: Okay, for investors it might see more volatility because you now have a lot of buying and selling as funds, as ETFs start to transact more to rebalance whatever they need to do. So there might be a bit more volume when we look at these um, things happening. And of course, the entrants, the new mm. names will get a potential boost because now you are part of a more prestigious club. So that is also conversely the picture for those getting kicked out. So look out for these potential catalysts for the next few days.
1: All right. Another company that caught my eye this morning is a cloud computing business. It's called Snowflake. It's planning an IPO that will challenge better-known market leaders like Amazon, Microsoft, Google. Snowflake's listing, Ryan, is one of the most anticipated initial public offerings of the year. What can you tell us about it?
0: Okay, so Snowflake is a data center warehouse. So, of course, it is one of the big plays with the COVID-19 stay-at-home situation. So what is going to be closely watched is the appetite for snowflake. And this is important because... Snowflake is not making money. And despite you know, the huge growth with people jumping on top of cloud computing and data centers, it has been seeing huge growth numbers. In fact, revenue jumped 173% to $264 million for the fiscal year ended January. But net loss doubled to $350 million. So it is losing more money than it's making. So that is going to be a bit of a vote of confidence when the IPO goes to market do investors believe enough in the story of a data center startup trying to raise money right now and apparently going by some of the analysts comments they think it is the right time there is now a good IPO mood so to speak and this will be of course a bit of a litmus test for other IPOs in the pipeline this includes Airbnb Palenta mm. and
1: DoorDash. Two pieces of COVID-19-related news I think is worth mentioning. One is a sign of the times. Another a cautionary note. First off, if you were hoping to take a trip to Bali before the end of this year, you'll have to wait just a bit longer. The island has postponed a proposed reopening and will not welcome foreign tourists until... 2021. And next up, and this is the one I want to ask you about, Ryan. Hong Kong has reported a case of someone becoming reinfected by COVID-19 after just a few months returning from Europe. This is some worrying implications for a vaccine, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, so this is really raising question marks. So the, the background to this was this Hong Kong man was infected four and a half months ago. So he's done a bit of travelling In the meantime, returning from Spain via Britain Sometime in the middle of August And he has tested positive once again So it is throwing up some question marks Can someone actually be reinfected? And going by this, this seems to be the first documented case proving so So that is, to a certain extent, going to be worrying some people Watching the vaccine headlines, the progress on COVID-19 Of course will have implications on how governments manage the COVID-19 border management issues. So that is one thing that might affect the industries. The tourism industries will be recovering down the road. For example, you mentioned Bali being closed to travel for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. So that will mean a lot of dependence on domestic tourism. But of course, that is a tough one to feel because international travel is such a huge industry. So this is another, I guess, worry for people to watch on the vaccine front. But of course, you do Mm -hmm. have a lot of good news on progress. You've got Russia, China also coming to say they're making good progress. So fingers crossed, we will get there.
1: Yeah, we've got 30 contenders last week, I think at last count. Okay, we're now about 17 minutes into the local trading day. The STI closed up about 0.4% yesterday at 25.38. How is it doing this morning?
0: Okay, looking across the region, it has been green tracking what we've seen, um, that taking a queue from Wall Street, which set two new records for the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq. And that is taking a queue so far with the STI now up by 0.6% at 2,552. And one stock I'm watching closely today is Exington. And this is, of course, this little catalyst company, professional services company, owned by Bellagraph Nova Group's founders, Nelson and Terence Lowe. So, of course, uh, you might have heard of the Barack Obama doctor pictures. Mm, Yesterday, yeah, Exton's stock price dropped nearly 20% in the opening minutes. Uh, they recovered to close down by 2%. Uh, mm. So far, it is still trading at flat 22 cents but it was interesting to watch how investors react to the ongoing developments.
1: lindy well thank you very much ryan huang there joining me this morning in market view
0: before acting on the information on money fm please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg
1: or download the SPH radio app available on google play or the app store